Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, where we are going to go over some of the new rules that we just found out about yesterday. Game changers. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in California. We got Trevor Bloop and Behind the Dish producer BBD brought to you by Seat Geek. It's March 23rd. We are uh, two and a half weeks away from opening day. Spring training games have started. Free agency and trades have all but come to a stop. But we do get some interesting talking points late last night. They announced that the CBA that got signed comes with some new rules, so we'll be discussing that today. Jake, you look very nice. How are you? James, Trevor, Davis, Wimbledon, uh, family members, friends, uh, peers equals colleagues, someone you saw on the train that gave you a look that said, I don't know, I've been through a lot. Uh, Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good day today. Uh, emotional couple days, couple weeks, uh, feeling it a little bit. We had our cool yes news come out today. Thanks for everyone that was supportive of that. We, uh, we got some baseball rules. Uh, not all great, but we got some baseball rules. We'll talk about that. And, uh, yeah, Wednesday, March 23rd, we're basically two weeks out from opening day. On the couches, in the live stream lounge, Trevor Plouffe probably sipping a Modelo, if I know my guy, um, <laughs> watching the Yankees and win. Yan- Yankees and win. That's where I'm at. Trev, how are you? I'm going to start out being real sappy right now. Oh, God. Now, I know we had some exciting news come out today, and I just want to tell you guys I'm very proud of you and all the work that you've put in. And to be a part of it and to see kind of where we're going is something special. I'm sure you guys will talk about it a lot more on Talking Yanks, but uh, the Yes Network thing is really cool. A really good reception by uh, a lot of people out there on the interwebs. Uh, I'm just excited, man. I'm happy for you guys. Baseball is almost here. Will I be in New York sipping a deli watching the Yankees either win or lose? Yes. The answer is yes. So... I'm not that excited to talk about the stuff today. I got to be honest with you uh, because I, I don't like it, but I guess we'll get into that a little more. James, how you doing? I'm interested to hear what you don't like. I think there's some good things and some bad things, but yeah, the yes, the yes news is great. And, and as, as always, and Jake and I were just talking to Z man, who was doing a little behind the scenes vlog in the office does come out every Friday on John boy, Jake TV. Uh, Emotional. I'm always emotional. I grew up watching Joe Torre do post-game press conferences after winning the World Series, and he just cries eyes out. My mom would say, see, Jim, real men cry. <laughs> it's true. Uh, That's not what's going on. Maybe you should today. just do a show about you crying on the Yes Network. Just half an hour, you're just crying. I've got, I got some messy stuff going on. My brain's all fucked up from... Arizona and Vegas. I was crying watching college basketball last night. I'm uh, I'm in a bad place. So if I uh, you see me get messy on this episode, it's <laughs> BBD post surgery. Everyone's emotional. Wow. Okay, Jake, you look nice. I mean, I I don't usually don't tell you that, but yeah, we got to get dressed up tonight. Yeah, Jimmy negotiated a hard bargain though. Yeah, no, I wasn't wearing a suit. So we're wearing uh, button downs. Wow. So you got to wear something like that. This is the stuff I don't know about. You got you to be looking sharp now. I'm curious what you go with, James. Uh, like the same exact thing. We have to dress similar. And I I'm, I said I can't wear a suit. They initially were like, Good oh, you. you can wear a suit. And I had to call them up and like, hey, look, I'm not going to wear a suit, though. So yeah, that ruins the whole vibe. I got to be honest with you. My I dad, you my dad suits, is like I'm a out. big suit person like my dad like he wears he wore a suit every day to work blah 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 blah. and when i told him that they wanted us to wear a suit on yes my dad was that was when i realized oh i can't do this because my dad was like jim you can't wear a suit like that is you'd be a sellout and like my own dad called me like that i was like yeah i mean i agree with 
Papa James right there. I did too. And then my sister and, my, and everyone in my life was like, if I see you on a suit and yes, network, like I will, I'm done. So I, I had to let them know. It's like, Hey, sorry. I, I don't mean to be a pain in the ass, but I cannot wear a suit. And let they me said, ask Fine. you this. Yeah. Can you be one of those guys that's like, has a thing, you know, like Kenny's got the bow tie. Craig Sager had the crazy suits. There's the guy, Don Cherry. Is he the NHL guy that wears mm. crazy stuff? Like, can I get you kind of in that realm, like button up shirt, but maybe it's got like silly patterns or something like now, do you have a signature look with that hoodie and a hat? Well, I know your signature look, but you can't wear, are you going to be able to wear that? No, I told him I would, I would like not do that. I'm going to look how Jake looks right now. I have it, have it in the office, shoes, pants, and a shirt. Wasn't going to wear it all day. Uh, let's talk about the new rules brought to you by the Tops Bunt app, the official digital trading card of Major League Baseball. It's back for the 2022 season. New and returning users can get their hands on four new starter sets, plus unique chance to collect top Series 1 baseball cards in the app. Collectors can earn Series 1 cards by completing various tasks throughout the in-app event. For more info, download the free Tops Bunt app by clicking the link in the description or visiting the App Store or Google Play. So the new rules are out. I guess we can do like one at a time here. Um, and you guys don't like some of them. And I'm, I'm guessing we, we all agree because we've talked about it a lot with it. They brought the ghost runner back in the 10th inning. So there will be no real exciting extra inning walk-offs. And, and it goes back to a sack button, sack fly competition. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm Trev. I mean, do you have any birdies on the players' side? Uh, the players put this back in the union, so it wasn't there. Are they just not creative enough? Did they just not have like the time to think of something better, or or how come no one's advocating to do it in the eleventh or the twelfth? Like, I feel like the general consensus is don't do it right away. And I, I'm all for shortening games. I don't need a sixteen in game. But it just seems like obvious to like, let's have a clean 10th runner on first in the 11th runner on first and second or fucking bases loaded in the 12th. I don't care, but this stinks. It's the worst way to go about getting to the end goal, which I think we all agree we're fine with the end goal. I, I, I have not talked to any birdies about this, you know, getting it put back in, but I will say the fastest thing, fastest way to get, the players association to agree on something is to say, Hey, like we think this is going to keep the players healthy. And that's kind of what they've been saying. Like we, we had a shorter spring training guys need more time to ramp up, which I don't think they do. Max Scherzer's already throwing 72 pitches. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? That's what they're saying. This is going to um, stop some marathon games, make sure we don't blow any guys out. But what I don't get is, they're expanding the rosters to 28 in April. I believe I read that there's no limitations on how many pitchers you can have. Why do we need this rule? And it's not just for April. This rule is going all through 2022. If they said, hey, in April, we're going to do this. May 1st, boom, back to regular baseball. I'd be like, okay, you're, you're, you're strictly looking out for the teams and the players. I get it. I don't like this rule at all. We've talked a bunch about what we want to do. I think we're all in agreement. So yeah, 10th and 11th inning, let's go regular baseball. Then 12th, if you want to get a little silly with it and do the ghost runner, sure. I prefer something different. I just, I just don't like it. I just, I think regular baseball needs to be played, especially if you're expanding the rosters like this. There's no reason. There's how many games go into the 16th inning each year? None. 20? I did the stats last year and it was like 80% of extra inning games end before the 12th inning. Uh, in the tenth or the eleventh, so yeah, this way you the don't stats like are that this does work. We 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 know that like it does end the game quicker than doing regular baseball in extra innings. So sure, I get it. I guess that you can put that out there, but I'm just not a fan of it. I don't like it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting seeing uh, a lot of the uh, the Big J journalists actually kind of came back. I think it's because there's so much momentum going the other way that a lot of the Big J journalists were like, it's really not that bad. Like, it adds a level of entertainment, and it's there to wrap up the game and prevent injuries, which, at the end of the day, that's why the MLBPA is sold on it, to wrap up the game and end injuries. Pretty much every player we talk to really doesn't care because, you know, I, you know it's one of those things that us, the fan, 
kind of hates to actually think about, but guys are at their job and they want to go home to their family. So if, if, if it gets them one step closer to getting home at 11.30 a.m. than 1 a.m., guys do like that. The problem is, which Jimmy touched upon, it's, it's a lack of creativity and it's almost, if we're going to do this, let's go one way or the other. Keep it normal baseball, because that's the way baseball's been played, and let's run it, and we'll get a couple 15-inning games, and guess what? Real baseball fans are going to enjoy them. A couple people are going to have sleepy next days. That's kind of how it goes. Or, like, I'm team gimmick at this point. I know me and John Malama Ding Dong talked about when we went uh, when we went to the hockey game uh, a month or two ago, and they had the shootout at the end of the game. If you gave me... You get to make whatever lineup you want in extra innings. If you gave me, hell, even some sort of swing off, I, you know, you'd have to get me some rules and we'd have to actually talk about that. But guess what? It would be electric. If I told you, and this is where Jim normally goes to, like, has anyone ever gone to watch a game in extra innings because the runner's on second? No. But if I told you a hockey game was in a shootout, would you go over and watch it? Hell yeah. If I told you that uh, the Yankees-Red Sox were in the 10th, so the Yankees are going to set their lineup with uh, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, and the Red Sox are going to set their lineup, uh, Story, Bogats, Devis, like, you'd go click over to that. Or if you gave me even a home run derby swing off. And I know there's some baseball purists that are listening to this. They're saying, dude, shut up. Like a home run swing off. That's not how baseball games get decided. But it's extra innings. And we're looking for entertainment. And we want to get, you know, we want to wrap this up. And it does become a player health thing to a degree. So with all that being said, let's just get a better solution. I'm, I'm fine with wrapping up games. Uh... But just a runner on second, eh, eh. A lot of hockey fans saw what I said about the, because I tweeted it, and I saw a lot of hockey fans who were like, no one likes the shootout. I'm like, yeah, we're not talking about fans of the sport. We're right. trying to get kids and new kids and new fans around. Like, no one that listens to podcast is going to be excited about that. No one that watches every single hockey game likes the overtime or the shootout. Penalty kicks but, for soccer. I'm a soccer guy, and it's it, that sucks. Yes. But. People perk up. Regular season game? It's a regular season game. That's, that's the thing is, like, even football, most traditional game that we got in the world, has a penalty, or not penalty kicks, a shootout. Like, they've adopted it. So, you know, I don't. I don't love like the swing off the home run derby. That's like not my thing whatsoever. Um, but I agree with the lack of creativity. Uh, there's someone in the chat that just says we should just do the, the point system and, and go with ties. I, I don't even, I kind of don't mind that either. Well, I, I, you'd have to go like after the 12th or 13th or something. Like if you were like clean 10th, the 11th, there's a runner on first, the 12th, there's a runner on first and second, 13th base is loaded tie after that. Or, or maybe I even think, maybe even tie after the twelfth, and then a point system. I mean, you never get people. How has baseball not changed at all? I mean, we all understand why because it is the uh, oldest sport. Um, the gameplay has changed drastically. Like when you go to a game and you watch it, it has changed drastically. Um, but like the some of the to try and get it back or whatever is not. I don't know. We can we can erase this point. An interesting thing is the Mariners were fantastic. In this version of extra innings last year, uh, I think they were like fourteen and seven. I, at one point, I think they were like ten and zero in extra innings. Some teams understood how to play it. Um, I had some people say that it uh, people didn't actually bunt, but then the numbers—if someone like put the numbers of bunts uh, in extras versus bunts in the right—and it was like way up. So it it is. I mean, if my team is the Yankees, were trying to just hit home runs and extras still. And Jake and I are getting frustrated because if your team is in this extra inning game, they better bunt that run over and then have two chances to score uh, or a chance to score on an out. Otherwise, you're not playing the game right. Every team that kind of accepted what it is did, fared a lot better. I will say there is – I do get excited with the runner on second only if the visiting team doesn't score. 
Because then I like to see what do you do? Like, are you 100% going to bunt in the next in, in the next bottom half of the inning? Or do you have your bangers up who can't bunt, who have no idea how to because guys don't know how to do that anymore, and you just have to swing? I, I like seeing that. That's, pre- that's pretty much the only thing I like about the runner on second is just to see how the home team strategizes if the visiting team doesn't score. I don't know why. So there are good things about it. There are good things about it, but I, I would prefer the clean two extra innings and then going into it. I think that's my preference, but you know, who am I? I have no idea why the away team doesn't walk the first batter. I think we saw it done once or twice. I hope that starts happening. I just have no idea why they don't do that. If it's a tie game, the run means nothing. The guy on second wins the game. So putting a runner on first means nothing. And it puts the double play in order, which could mean a lot. So I don't understand we didn't see that utilized at all. I'm hoping with another year we see some teams. I tweeted at the time, I said, give me why teams aren't doing this, and no one had uh, reasons for why you wouldn't do it. Unless unless there's a better hitter on deck. Yeah, yeah, that's like the that. only one. Yeah. But for the most part, like, put the double play in order. The run means nothing. Even mix this in with the hit whoever you want. Like, uh, that, would, that would be awesome, man. Uh, you know, I'll go Yankee fan on you. Say, you know, tied game to go in extras and... Uh, Aaron Judge strikes out to send the game to extra innings, and then Aaron Judge is back up the next inning, maybe facing the same guy after he just struck him out. Like stuff like that would be super cool. So I don't know, just open up the creativity. I mean, how what percentage of games themselves go to extras during a year? Do we have that stat? Um, you know, we're we're not talking about a massive chunk of games. Um, that you know, let's let's be. A little quirky and fun baseball. Maybe it's not home run derby. I understand how much that can that can hurt, but let's get a little weird. Let's open it up. Let's get weird. Get the stars more shine. I think that's the that's the best thing that we've come up with is two regular innings and then start your lineup wherever you want to start your lineup. You can put a runner on second. I don't care. I just want to see the guy your guy guys have a chance. And that's what will draw people in. If you're going to get another a bat of Mike Trout, if you're going to another a bat of Otani or Tatis or Judge, like that's what'll draw people in, in my opinion, mm. which is a very heavy and weightful opinion. It's a good opinion. That's a word. It's not a word. Um, what are the other rule changes? There's the Otani rule, which we named the episode. Maybe we push that. There's also 28 man rosters in April, Trev. Huge for a bunch of pitchers that are going to accrue service time now for a month. Yeah, or pitchers. I think mostly it's going to be pitchers because the teams are like chomping at the bit to be like, oh, I can I can really match up even better now because there are limitations uh, with when there's not 28 guys, when there's only 26. So uh, I think they'll mostly be pitchers. You're right, James. Maybe a few top prospects get called up. Probably not though, because we're talking about service time. Yeah, absolutely not. It's going to be non non roster non roster invites. invites are going to make the real stars going to make the team and then get cut, which yeah. actually might be worse for them because or better. You know, I actually I don't think that's the case, James, because they'll still have to have a forty man spot. So unless they expand the forty man roster as well, which I don't think was in the rule change. So you're going to put guys on a sixty day DL to create a spot on the forty man. I think it's mostly going to be pitchers. Uh, maybe like a speed guy, like a, like a pinch runner type. It'll be interesting to see how teams utilize the extra two spots. I think it's mostly just going to be pitchers though. Mostly going to be pitchers. And, and, and the a reminder, one of the new rules is that it's a 15 day, um, IL minimum for pitchers now. So you're not going to get like you put, you add two pitchers, you use them in the first series and then, um, phantom or or send them down i don't think the carousel will happen i think two pitchers are just gonna ride out april yeah i mean you could still send guys up and down type deal i'm, I'm sure we'll see some of it and hey maybe maybe we'll get some cool stories from them. maybe a couple guys will make teams and they'll just do the the mlb survival thing they'll you know a couple injuries in the bullpen they have a good year and they turn they turn those two extra spots into a full season of mlb that'd be great it's gonna be pitchers um and 
it's it's okay. Like I I think there's a little bit of baseball. Like I I would love to see the bench utilized more. I, I think we all would, whether it's speed, defense, better hitting. However, benches used to be used. Peter Moylan, when we were in Arizona, he went to Royals camp, um, and uh, they were talking about it a little bit. He's talking to the Royals brass, and they were like, and Peter was pissed. He was legitimately mad that there weren't, and they didn't think there were going to be more roster spots because spring training is for pitchers. This is a shorter spring training. Trev, I know, you. they get a little soft, but what does it come back to? Players' health, players' injuries. Like, are we willing to keep the rules same for April and let a couple more pitchers get hurt? That's a little fucked up. How hurt are they getting? Trevor Plouffe, you have your hand raised. You have a question. What have they been doing all offseason? All you got to do is throw. Yeah. Like, you should be ready to go. Max Scherzer threw 72 pitches his first spring training start. Let's freaking go, pitchers. I'm sick of hearing this, that we need time game to speed, ramp it man. up. It's different game speed. How many games do you need? Blev? Throwing his no warm-ups and the hitters. Blev throwing no his warm-ups the in the warehouse. Ever. Sick of it. You know, 70 miles per hour, 70 miles per hour. As soon as that game started, Blev throwing his pitches in the game, 82 miles per hour. Is that adrenaline? I understand there's game speed. I just don't know how much you need. We've always been clamoring for shorter spring trains. We're getting one. Now we're like acting like it's the devil and we need to make rules about it. Yeah. Adding two extra roster spots. No, I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious with the game speed stuff because... Rose asked Giolito and he was like, nah, we're all, we're all good. We, uh, I threw five innings in my first Sim and I'm going to throw, or he threw f- three innings in his first Sim. He's thrown five. He said that all the white Sox are stretched out. Um, I mean, it's a five and fly league anyway. So, you know, for like three of your five starters, every team is basically doing five and fly anyway. Like it used to be like April was five and fly season. Now it's like the whole season is, I don't think it's for the starting pitching at all. I think it's for the relief pitchers. Uh, I think the relievers are going to get, they just get used more earlier in the year. Guys, guys are going to get burnt out. And then what are we doing? We're asking relievers the first week in the season to, to pitch that third day, which they just don't do anymore. Is it because they're soft? Maybe. Is it because there's some science behind it? Yeah. Is that why Peter Moylan can't lift his arm? That's why he had to bring BBD in his room every morning. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. You guys know how I feel. I've expressed my opinion. I don't know what else we're going to talk about now. <laughs> the Otani rule, dudes. Yeah, the Otani rule brought to you by Manscaped. Mm. Um, you got you to gotta be clean. Listen to, the, listen to the copy Manscaped has right now. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath, and I noticed I have beautiful balls. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got halfway through it the last show. Um Manscaped is a global leader in below the waist hygiene. They're turning men's shower, uh, they're turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with an all new ultra premium collection. All in one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair, and balls deserve this. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code talking. The non-greasy formula has a base of coconut water, Ooh. green tea, aloe, turmeric, and sage. Apply this to your okay. armpits and pubic region, too. What was that? The hair care. The two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. They say apply it to your armpits and pubic region, too. Oh. Just an all-over thing. Once you hop out of the shower, protect yourself from body odor by applying the Manscaped aluminum-free deodorant. This deodorant dries clear and is also cologne-infused. You have any tattoos? Or dry skin? Let's hit your skin with the Hydrating Body Moisturizer Spray. How about that? They got everything going on. 20% off plus free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. Bada-ding, can bada-ding. I tell you? Yeah. Can I tell you about my Manscaped um, deal yesterday? Yes, absolutely. So I was at the uh, the golf course. Yes. And I went and got a lift in before I was going to go play golf. But like, you know, it got sweaty and I didn't want to like kind of go out there all sweaty. You know what I used? Like the ball cloths. What do they yeah. call those things again? The ball wipes. They're like the ball wipes. They're like in individual little packets. I, I didn't have time to like get in the shower. So I used those underarm, underarm ball area. Clean as a whistle, bro. Had a great round of mm. golf too. So Manscaped, thank you so much for making me feel comfortable. 
yesterday. Underarm, underarm, ball whistle. Bang. Yeah, they worked great. All right, the Otani rule exists now. Uh, basically, if your starting pitcher is also hitting, <laughs> and then he stops pitching, he can now go to the DH spot. Otani rule. Could be anyone, right? Could be. Could be anyone. I think they're calling it the Otani rule. Like I love it. I, yeah. This is good. It's I mean, Otani is one of the most exciting things in baseball. And if any other player can do this, they will also be a very exciting watch in baseball. So, by the the nature of the way the rules were, once the pitcher's out, he's done, you would lose his bat. And that... Right now, like some people might be oddly mad that it's just an exception for Otani, but this is um, in favor of entertainment and and keeping good players on the field. Jake has his hand yes. up. First question for me. Yes. If you are an AL West team, not the Angels, can you be a little pissy? Sure. I guess that's I guess that's where my brain jumped. Like. Because it is good. You're right. Like, the baseball should totally adapt and put Otani out there as much as possible in any future Otanis. But I guess if I was a Mariners fan, I'd be like, come on. Now, no, Tom Ace in the chat says, why apply this BS rule to every position? Which, that's an interesting second conversation. I'll let Trev give his initial reactions, and then I kind of want to dive down that arena of thought. I'm going to shock you guys right now. You don't oh, like yeah. it. I am going to give MLB credit. Wow. Oh. For a job well done on this. Actually being proactive, wanting their stars to be on the big stage, shining. We, it usually takes a long time for, for MLB to figure things out, but I think they knew this was uh, of utmost importance to keep their biggest international star in the game. So they quickly did this. It makes a ton of sense. You know, we always talk about, is Otani going to pave the way for other two-way players? Like, and people want to fantasize and say, yeah, man, there's going to be a bunch of two-way guys and this rules for them. There ain't nobody coming up that's even freaking close to doing it. And I would venture out to say, with the next five to ten years, we probably won't even see another one. It's going to take longer than that, if, the, if ever, because it is so freaking hard to do what he is doing. And we've said that on this show, but I think people need to just like every once in a while – Take a step back, get some perspective on exactly what Shohei Otani did last year. 46 homers, 100 RBIs with a 3.1 ERA. This guy, this is something we're probably not going to see again, maybe ever. I know people can fantasize about it, but it's just too hard. I've been trying to think of loopholes, which is another thing I want to do, but I'm kind of stuck on this point. Why not? Why not just allow every position to do this? Like, why not if a guy is in right field or left field and, I don't know, something comes up, like he tweaks something a tiny bit, and he's like, I can still hit, though. Why not be able to just, why not Why not just make the DH? And I, I'm, I'm genuinely asking, like, if there's obvious negatives, let me know. Like, why can't the DH now that it is universal be treated just like, um, another position. Like they'd stay in the same batting order, but okay, uh, stands the age and DH. judges in the right field. Why can't you just switch them defensively? Like you could left field and right field or first base and right field. I Genuine question. Is there a, nay, it would just be too much for people to understand? Can uh, The way the rule stands right now, and because this is new, it's universal. And I don't know if they've changed anything. Can you change your DH? Like, can you pinch hit for your DH, another DH? Yeah, yeah you can yes. pinch hit a DH for a DH. But if a player, if the right fielder goes to DH, then you lose your DH. So, so yeah, I mean, it's... or I, I agree with you, James. It's it's a, just another position. All, all the word it just is weird. I we have to check the chat. I know we watch a lot of AL baseball, but it, often you lose the DH. Yeah. Our teams would. Um I don't know. I mean, I the I, It's I, if the DH 
goes to a new position, then you lose the DH. So say yes. Gary Sanchez is DHing, and, and then catcher. the catcher gets hurt. Now he goes to catcher. Well, now the pitcher, the pitcher has, has to, to hit. hit. Yes. But why not change it so it's just... Twins Gary Sanchez. Twins Gary Sanchez with twins Sonny Gray, uh, battery of the past. Why not just make it another position? I, I'm, I'm genuinely asking if there is a negative. If the chat has one. Yeah, rules rules experts reach out. I guess I guess what becomes interesting there is the uh you know, you start thinking about teams abusing it. I'm picturing the Rays resting guys every other inning with their uh, you'd put your most versatile guy at DH and then you rest your left fielder one inning like it become a rest <laughs> thing, right? Well, I'm thinking of like inning. I'm thinking if the if the DH is up uh the DH makes the last out and then the pitcher comes out of the game, and now you just put the pitcher at DH. So by the time that spot in the order comes up, and then you, you can, can pinch the hit back the, in. You can pinch hit the person that fits that at bat the best. Do you need a bunt? Do you need a slugger? And you just don't have to fill that spot in the batting order yet. You just let the pitcher hold it idle for a little bit. There could be situation situations like that. Some team will, and the Rays will find a way to manipulate this a little bit and joe madden will too i mean joe madden has the rule the guy for the rule on his team it's going to be interesting to see like some quirky stuff that he comes up with because mind you and tell me if i'm wrong about this madden is the guy that kind of invented the first and third bunt play that everybody uses now I don't Do you know what i'm talking about the first and third bunt play you never see that you got to run on first and third they just bunt and it's like it's like almost impossible to defend because you got to bring your guys in, and the runner can just go to second base. So you have to like leave your first baseman kind of back there. It's a. I think Madden did that. This guy is you know a smart dude. He thinks a lot about this. I'm sure he's in. He's racking his brain right now. How can we exploit this? What what advantage do I have? Because like Jake said, we're the only team in baseball that this rule applies to. I I think I'm in favor again until I get another. Someone to tell me why it wouldn't be good. Just make the DH a position that you can um, go in and out of. Once the guy's out of the game, he's out of the game. But you can just defensively change it around if you need to or it benefits you instead guess, of having tight rules. I guess that's the only thing that I think you were stumbling into is if you get if you start doing that with pitchers. Like if you have a pitcher in your DH spot, could you just put them in the pitcher spot and like start switching them? So, like, if you have a left-handed pitcher in your DH spot and you had a right-handed pitcher on the mound, the right-handed pitcher gets a righty out, lefty comes up. No, it's a three-batter minimum. three-batter minimum. What if he's already faced three batters? The lefty would have to face three batters. The lefty would have to face three batters, yeah. But then he could face three batters and then the righty could come back in? My brain hurts. You guys need to stop, dude. I'm just saying, I mean, this is what teams do. You get rules and you try to abuse them. That's a good... then the righty would be able to come back in. Because instead of instead of like putting the lefty to left field, you would just put him the DH and sit on the bench for three at bats and then come back in. So maybe without would maybe pitchers can never do it, but other players in the field. But this was kind of made for a pitcher. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Well that is possible right now. For not for D eight. Pitcher can go to Otani can go to DH but he can't return to the mound. I'm sure that's the rule. I don't yet. Yes. Okay. Who's on first? Do we not know baseball anymore? Because that whole conversation I don't think I do. question myself about like what I know about the game of baseball. I followed it well, uh, and Jake had a good counter. I still think if you if you, if you can't re-enter the mound, like that would be the only rule. Like maybe that's the only rule I need. You can't a pitcher can't come off the mound, go to the DH, and then re-enter re- as a pitcher the mound. But I don't understand why you have to risk losing the DH if the DH now goes to the field. And that like that's a bad strategy that doesn't add a fun element to yeah. the game or anything like that. Yeah, I people are saying like maybe Lorenzen is going to try this too. No way, I don't see that happening at all. 
Okay. Like maybe like a gimmick thing one day, but I don't think Joe Madden's into gimmicks. He's got to win all the games. Well, he is into gimmicks. He is into gimmicks. You're right. Clubhouse gimmicks. (laughs) He's into gimmicks. But imagine if you're like a hitter and like all of a sudden Michael Lorenzen. It's like, dude, no, I get it. Shohei Otani, I get it. Lorenzen has like good numbers. Let's start calling guys baseball players, Trev. 46 pumps and 100 ribbies, I understand, but like. If, if I just don't see it happen. If when, and McKay, I don't think if someone mentioned Adam McKay with the race, I don't think he's doing two way stuff anymore. Brandon McKay. Um, Brandon he's been McKay. hurt for Who's a little Adam bit. McKay? I don't even... Director Will Ferrell's director. Yeah. Now does all Adam those bad McKay. movies where there's Big always fight. fourth wall Big breaks and it's all stupid personality. Um, okay. Shots fired. Yeah. I'd love Gosh. to watch a Lakers show. Yeah. I hate Adam McKay movies. The new ones. They stink. Seven ten OPS. For... Like if a good movie was edited by a high schooler for Michael Lorenzen. Um, Christian Bale killed himself for that role. Trev, basically the, the thing for me is you're, you're right. Uh, we don't know the timeline at all. I, I hope this encourages the best athletes to be allowed to hit and pitch. I know we've talked about it before, but like, Hey, you know, Chris Rose keeps talking about it on the Blitzball battle. Go check out the last episode. Trev looks good. Um, is the, like, I think if the Minnesota twins let you two way it up, like, Trevor Plouffe could have been the third baseman and also got you an out or two. You know, he could have had 20 relief appearances through the years. And if we can have guys like the Lorenzens, McKays, and Plouffe's, not everyone, actually, nobody's going to be Otani. Those stats last year are, like, messed up. <laughs> like, they don't make sense. He's a once-in-a-lifetime guy. But there should be a middle tier of like two-way guys that can play some baseball for you and get on the bump. Why? Because they're athletes. Why not? You're talking some mediocre, like you're talking about me. Okay. Was I a good pitcher in high school? Sure. I get to the minor leagues. I might not be a very good pitcher. And and to do it just to do it doesn't make sense. You have to do it if it gives you your team an advantage. None of these guys are going to hit the way a hitter can or give you a good at bat the way a hitter can. Maybe every once in a while, like you might pump a home or, or you would have said know, that a about hit. a 14 year old Otani too, you know, like let's give guys no. a chance. We, we all knew this guy could do both. It's, just, it's if he could do it and stay healthy. That's the only thing we talked about with Otani. Scouts didn't know he was going to be able to do it before he came Some overseas. Some scouts are stupid. That's what I'm saying. More more guys are going to be given the opportunity to do this in the minors uh, now. And then maybe like another one comes about 100%. in the decade. I don't think we're going to get flooded this year with no. active players. We will, see, we will see quite a few of these happen in the minor leagues. We're going to get stories. Oh, the next Otani here. He's, what he's doing in the low A league. But bro. As you move up the ladder, it. I just feel like we're taking it away from what Shohei has done. This is not going to be a regular occurrence. There is just no chance in hell because it's too hard. He was also Shohei like a gold lover in easy. center field in Japan. Like he yeah. is, uh, he's a freak. He's a freak. He's a freak of he's all freaks. Freak. But Trev, if if you could have done what you did at, at third base during those prime twin years, and then also, I don't know, give twenty five innings out of the pen through the season. You could get a couple more. Get a couple that's, more. That's my point. Get a couple more mil in your in pocket. School. I'm yeah, saying that. Give me some more millions. I love that. Great. Let's do that. Yes. But yes. Six saying in the future. In the future. There might if be more people. If they had groomed you out of Crespi instead of making you a big old meathead at third base. The only thing I could see happening. Maybe. Maybe. And it's going to have to be real, really specialized in my opinion. It's going to be like a guy that DHs and maybe like a reliever. Like, so you could, cause you need to focus on these things. Like a guy needs to focus on being able to hit. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a starting pitcher that can also hit the way he does. Maybe we're going to get some guys that have just absolute fire but that, but, arms, but throw a hundred, but they don't have to be Otani to, to, to do it. Like that's a high bar. That's like saying like, you know, in order to be the center fielder of the angels, you have to be trout. It's the highest bar. Like, and, and he broke the ice he broke down the wall. Some people in the next decade might scurry through. That can somewhat do it. That can be, you know, average. Like, uh, Alex, or, or like really good at one and average at the other. I, Alex it's still Verdugo. unlikely. Alex Verdugo on the Chris Rose rotation. He was similar to you. Like he was a bigger pitching prospect than he was a hitter coming out. He became this, you know, really good outfielder. Like if Verdugo was trained along the way to be a lefty reliever, 
Well, Kenley throws, uh, you know, catches an inning, then goes to the mound and pitches an inning. Let's do it. <laughs> Big boy. I, I mean, here, Kenley here's like was a, a catcher in the I World Baseball Classic. Like, he got pretty high up there. I was um, part of this play. So this is where I could see it maybe happening in the future. Uh, 16th inning comes along. Everyone knows mm. I took Kike Hernandez up top for my Oops. last ever home run in the show. I can see maybe something like that where it's like, dude, we have this guy. He can throw a little bit. Let's get him out there for any. It's like a player, a position player pitching plus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like this guy can actually maybe get some outs. Like we don't want to waste our good pitchers anymore because like they're hurt or, or not they're hurt. They're just tired. Like, okay, hey, don't go out there and hump the air like Kike did. Mm. Like let's go and try to get some guys out. Like maybe I see that. I just – I don't think this, like, if we're saying, oh, he can be like just kind of average, like, you, you, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe you're right that I'm just like holding it to such a high standard because of what Shohei did. Uh, but I think the talk of like two way players is 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 rushed because it's just it's just too hard. I'd like to see a guy give a chance, give him be given a chance to do it and be uh, not have to be a. Uh, stud on both sides of the ball for it to be worthwhile. You know? Like, when would you pitch that guy? So, you think it'd be more advantageous? Like, if you're saying that, I think he'd have to be, like, a better pitcher and then, like, give you a decent at bat, maybe? Like, a, have some power? No, like, if, if like, your slot bullpen guy, like, you're, like, we're down by four and need two innings, but you just need to get six outs before you hurt yourself, is also your backup catcher? Like, that's a role that if a guy can do that, teams are going to use because it's two spots taken up by one guy we on just, the roster. We just added two spots on the roster, four more pitchers. Yeah. So, you know, if your backup shortstop can also get you two slop innings or your um, whatever it is, you know, maybe your, yes, your, I, your stud reliever can go uh, also be your backup catch. I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a path where it, if it was out there, teams would do it. I think you, the one we've kind of stumbled into the same place, you and I, uh, about slop innings. Like mm -hmm. maybe you have a guy in the roster that can eat up some slop innings. But then, like, does this guy have to throw bullpens all year long just to be ready for slop innings? Do you know what I'm saying? What else yeah. are they doing? What else are they doing? I would love to throw bullpen. That's like you awesome. love a good bullpen. Seen it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I hope there is. I, I'm not saying that I don't want this to happen. I surely would love more two-way players in MLB. But I just don't think it's I don't think it's like going to happen as quickly or as frequently as as people are going to think it is. No, I I mean I definitely think it'd be a, a very rare. That's so cool though, man. Like I, I, I love that. I, I love the whole like athlete thing. Like I love like think about the NFL. Like the how many two way guys have been in the NFL? Not a Dion and who? There was Devin a Hester a for a little bit. Like you get you have to be a freak to a degree. I think I think it gets a little different. Um, because you know it it could also be like, it's like playing multiple dis positions to a degree. I don't know. I guess. The thing is, we, we never know. American baseball has cut off that route for everyone except, like, Brooks Kieschnick. Shout out. Real baseball fans know. Um, but, yeah, they haven't even offered it. I guess that's what I'm saying. Offer it, and let's find out. Yeah, you know what? You're totally right. The, in, in youth baseball right now, on the high school level, level, straight up POs. That's what they call themselves. Yeah. Pitchers only. It is disgusting to hear that term when you are playing amateur baseball. Do not tell me you're a PO. Do not tell me you're guys a PO. Say that, ever. Guys will say that about it. themselves? Dan Rourke says that about himself. He heard All that, that about, when dude, he's 15. You, you go to these high school games, and these guys, I'm a PO. I'm, what position do you play? A PO. I'm like, what does that mean? You're a pitcher only? How, hey, if we dude? have any amateur or high school uh, baseball players listening to this episode right now, never, ever utter the words to another human, I'm a PO. You, at that age, should be very embarrassed to utter those and but that's, not but proud But here's of the it. thing. It's not even them. It's their coaches. They're, yeah, the but coaches they're coaches are specializing. Yeah, guys. but those coaches are, are wrong. And they're, yes, they they're are. making fools out of their kids. And it's the coaches. It's the parents saying, I that only want my kid to pitch. 
if you're not angered by that or like a little pissed off, like what the fuck? I can play left field better than Tommy. You're it's, that's a bad look. Oh, that's, dude, like, that's go gross. Be a I didn't know that existed, player, man. Yeah. So, so we're like we're throttling it at the youth age, but celebrating it uh, in MLB. Exactly. And that's another reason why I'm like, this is just not going to work because there's already, there's too much special specialization in youth sports as it is. Here's my advice to every parent out there. And if you're a kid listening to this, play all the sports, man, play as many sports as you can. Do not specialize in one sport. Not, not until shoot college, I guess. And or maybe like your couple years, like end of high school and like, play with the sports and play pond yeah. hockey. And play Everything. fucking flag football. Youth youth coaches that are like trying to limit that are crazy. And I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of MLB players really came out on the wiffle ball stuff. I think it was like Euclid, Coney. There's a lot of MLB guys like what? The, why wouldn't you play wiffle ball? Like you're supposed to be having fun and like it's a great. And same with pond hockey. But like my hockey coach was like, you guys can't play pond hockey. And we're like, what? We can't play the crazy. thing. We do more in our free time. So, so bat, bat to ball skills are can be shot up if you're playing wiffle ball a lot because think about how the ball moves and you have to get your barrel to it. Like it, 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 all of that stuff comes into play. And I could talk about how, like you know, my child and how much wiffle ball I played. It's all I did, man. Now, was I the was I Shohei Otani at the big level? No, but I think it really helped me develop as a as a baseball player. That PO stuff makes me mad. I'm sorry. My heart is like pounding. I just found out about so it. Upset. Someone in the chat said that their son's 11 under travel team was making kids POs. And yeah, that should be, he should, they should not be allowed to coach. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Gross. That's kind of our last end point. What a sour way to end the episode. I'm sorry that I brought that up. It's a thing though. I'm glad I know it now. It wasn't a thing when I was coaching Luke. Or at least... His coaches, and we didn't do that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because all, a lot of all, stuff of, about all the, like, the lefty pitchers that were just tall, I was like, well, you're also going to play first. James, you, you know this because you coach youth baseball as well. I've already had to protest two games in my <laughs> league because the managers were not following the participation rule, which is the most important rule in, in the league. Yeah. They're treating sucks, it dude. like this is – Professional well, baseball, where you have to put your A lineup out there all the time. Little and League, I'm not little, it. little League does have kind of two crazy participation rules, but you got to follow them because they're just confusing. Cal Ripken was what uh, uh, my brother's team was that I I um, I I helped out and coached a lot, and um, I don't think Cal Ripken had uh, probably every kid had a play, but but yeah, yeah these. I mean, these you can't just these like, rules change at every level, I think. And I'm playing pony baseball right now. Uh, it's it's meant to get people involved in the game. You don't want to stick guys out in the outfield the entire game because they don't want to come back and play. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, you need the people to participate. So, so I, what I already are, had to do this twice, bro. It was a big stink. I got cussed out on the field by the other coach because I did it. What are, what are if you quickly, can I'm just curious now, what are the rules in pony? Well, we're in like the one of the lower levels of pony. So this rule again, change, they change every year. Mine is uh, seven different players have to play the infield for a minimum of three innings apiece. So you can't just leave your your yeah. best guys in the infield. You have to rotate them in and out. And bro, like I I'm doing that, and when I see other coaches not doing it, that's not fair to my kids. And you know what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm going to ride or die for him. I don't care if you're going to curse me out on the field. I'm going to make sure we're playing a fair competitive game because guess what, dude, that's the way it's supposed to be done. What and you and, guys know. And Trev, how most importantly, Teddy? how old are your kids? Yeah. This is a seven and eight year old. <laughs> yeah. Every exactly. kid. Yeah, that, yes. I mean, coaches not following that are crazy. Well, when you get, cause I was, when you get older to like even 11, 12, uh, like the team's, my brother's name. There were kids that were awesome in the outfield. Like the outfield becomes actually at that age, it's kind of hard to track down a ball and catch it. It's a little more, you're going to drop more than you catch and it's a little lucky and you're not going to run one down. But when they get older, like we had kids that were like studs in the outfield at 12 years old and like they were the outfielder. So I, I, I wonder if that changes there. 
Can I give you a zing my mom had? Yeah. So this, I protest the game. One of the other coaches goes up and he's like, can you believe this guy is protesting a seven-year-old game? And my mom, who was in the stands, this guy doesn't know it's my mom, goes, I, can you believe that you guys are cheating in a seven-year-old game? Just right back in his face. Boom. What he said? Just right back in his face. I'm sure he was like, wow, that hurts. And because the truth hurts, baby. Lizzo. I won a seven-year-old coach's pitch championship. No big deal. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling these guys, man. Got to keep them straight. For coach's pitch? I, I'm just saying. Hitting bats. I got to keep these guys straight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shout out to... Your mom got that, dude. Yeah, she she crushed him. <laughs> uh, He's probably still thinking about that. Any closing thoughts? Uh, Mariners lineup: J.P. Crawford, Adam Frazier. I like what mm. I like what they have put together. Um, no man, it's it's kind of interesting. We're just in this. Uh, like we're in. It's kind of fast-forwarded to the middle of spring training. Like, where the teams are playing. I think <laughs> fans are trying to get their takes, but also in the back of their heads, knowing it's spring training, it's spring training, this doesn't matter. Um, and we're two weeks out. We, so. we do this on Talking Yanks all the time. I always give my spiel, like, to remind. Or, you know, a lot of people get into baseball uh, through us, which is Awesome. They're like, hey, I've always liked it, but I want to deep dive and start listening to the podcast. So if there's any that are listening and Trev can let people know, again, it is a good like PSA we do every year. Like spring training doesn't matter at all. Stats. Stats don't matter at all. There's like usage and, and stuff like that. Like like um uh Monty and obviously I follow the Yankees and everyone gets annoyed when I use them examples. Like he gave up some runs and they asked him about it afterwards. And he was like, Well, I was only throwing my fastball today. So I can just like find my fastball and I didn't throw a lot of off-speed pitches at all because it's spring training. So like he doesn't care about the results. He's just trying to throw his fastball. And and, yeah. and and Vado has talked about how he doesn't even try to get hits in spring. He just tries to see the ball as deep behind the plate as he can and hit it foul towards the dugout just to let it go as deep as he can and get those fast twitch muscles to then spoil it. So like they're working on stuff. Yep. Cosine. Cosine. Juan, Juan Soto homered. He's good. See you guys Friday. Dun, 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 dun. TPPs, we didn't, someone just asked. It's going to be a little different format because it's hard to record because there's so little time. We're recording the first one tomorrow. They're not coming until March 29th.